I mean, it's not Milo and Otis level cat abuse, but it's still cat abuse. Jamie? Yeah. Let's go watch Cat's Eye. And welcome to another episode of Good Times, Great Movies. I'm uh, half of the team here at The Good Time. I am Jamie Lorello. On the other great movie is uh, a DP McCambridge, all the way from Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. That's <laughs> Did you years. forget where I live for a second? <laughs> no, I was like sounding it out. It's, it's such a weird word to spell, Pennsylvania. Well, you did say Pennsylvania, <laughs> which I'm not really sure that that's... How it's even phonetically put together. Well, in my mind, trying to, I'm just going to do it now. Yeah. You there's know a, you lived here for so, a long time. I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> okay. Salivania. Mm-hmm. Okay. All Somewhere. Right. I mean, yeah. it's Pennsylvania. Yeah, which but means, it's... Which means Penn's Woods, if you were paying attention in like fourth grade. Oh, see, I wasn't, in, I wasn't in Pennsylvania okay. in fourth grade. That's why. Wait, where were you? I was in New York in fourth grade. Wait, when did you move here? This is so interesting for our listening audience. <laughs> Some background on me, just in case. Uh-huh, uh-huh, um, uh-huh. I moved to Penn's, I, lo- I moved to the beautiful uh, mountains of the Poconos right. uh, when I was 15. So like oh my grade? god! Yeah. I did not know you were that old. Wow! Yeah. Oh yeah. Uprooted. Getting ready for retirement. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Isn't that a rough time to move? Like we moved. We moved when I was in like fourth grade, which is nothing. That's that's nothing. You're just kind of. And did you move within yeah. the same town, or did you move like? No, we moved across the state from the Pittsburgh oh from area the Pittsburgh area, area. yeah yeah Philadelphia area yeah. Well, that's kind of a big move from a, uh-huh. like a smaller city to a big city. What well, was, well, yeah, it was tough. They said soda around here. We said pop. Oh, yeah, see? But once what a I got over that hurdle. <laughs> you ran the sweeper. They sailing. had a vacuum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. There was no scarring from that. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I don't even want to say pop anymore. It sounds weird to me. No, that's that's an uncle or a dad, dad figure. That's not something you drink. <laughs> An uncle. Maybe not uncle, an uncle. Uncle, uncle Pop. Pop. Uncle Pop. We're real close, me and Uncle Pop. Well, anyway, was it tough moving here when you were uh, I didn't find it, so I guess you're right. It could be a oh. sort of delicate age, but um, I had a nice transition. I went from being what? living in the like, city in New York to being in the like mountains of nature. In the and, woods? Yeah. How did I never know that? Uh, How did I know? I don't know. You've known me for quite a long time, but you didn't know me then. You knew me, I guess, another phase. Right, you know I mean? right. I knew that you were from New York, but I guess I just thought your parents were from New York. Or you moved when you were like a little kid or something. Huh. Let's not even talk about Cat's Eye. Let's just talk about <laughs> the life of Jamie. The, this is what our audience really wants. I know. The, the, the awkward <laughs> years, right? Is that is that? Oh, fair? they like were 15? awkward. They were awkward. There was 16. a lot of mustache. There was a lot of um, okay. frizzy right. hair. There was some spandex uh-huh. and oversized shirts. It was awkward. Okay. Oh, I mean, it was awkward. that was – most of that was – I mean, 
I didn't have the. I barely have the mustache there now. <laughs> so. No, you do though. The audience can't see, but you do. You do um, nice shapes with your facial hair. Shapes. Well, thanks. It's <laughs> yeah, because do they there are this? certain parts on my face where I can't grow hair, so I can't oh. like, do a full goatee because I can't connect the mustache to the bottom part of the goatee. Would you called. ever do the filler stuff? You what know, the like, mean? like the oh. hair, like face stuff. I don't know. No, I don't know. Isn't there I mean, like spray on hair? Like there's a spray on tan. Yeah, but I don't know if you'd spray that right on your face. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to be pretty committed to wanting like that full goatee or whatever. Like you said, you just kind of work with what you got Uh and you do a great job. I did. I did for a while. I don't know if you remember this. I had a mustache not connected to the bottom and my wife was horrified. Oh, she was not happy about it. (laughs) I kept it for an entire year though. You were like, this is what I'm working with. Every day. This is what I'm working with. (laughs) That only lasted a year. That was called the... 2013, I can't think of something to call it. Gross facial hair, period? It was an attempt. It was an attempt made by your Uh facial hair to, Uh you know, make a bold statement. I enjoyed it. In every picture of me that year, I am smiling. I bet you're beaming. Yeah, you're just beaming. I loved it. (laughs) I loved it, and Carla looks miserable. (laughs) And Carla's just glaring at you in each. (laughs) All right. Anyway. Good times, great facial hair, right? Am I right? Uh-huh. Is that the name yep. of this podcast? That's going to be I our spin-off podcast, our supplemental <laughs> podcast. We'll start one of those Patreon things where people pay us to do this and they'll get like secret <laughs> bonus episodes <laughs> and it'll just be about facial hair. I've always thought if I could grow, if I was a man that could and should grow facial hair, I would do mm-hmm. those, um, what are they called? Mutton, the, those mutton chops? The mutton chops, yeah. I feel like I would be... I could do that. I could yeah. do that. Yeah? So yeah. I... I Carla would hate me if I encouraged it, but I kind of want to encourage it. She'd be so upset by it. And I see how long I can take my sideburns down on my head before it becomes obnoxious. When does it become obnoxious, though? When it starts to make its way to the front of the face. (laughs) (laughs) If it's just like, like, think about if it's hanging out mid cheek, right? Yeah, they have those huge. Huge sideburns in yeah. 9210, but yeah. they were just straight down. Like, they were True. like Lincoln logs stuck <laughs> on the side of their heads. Yeah, they never crept forward. They it never became, like, pointy. No, you know it was it very looked? square. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So you've yeah. got to keep it. Okay, okay. Can we? Can you guys tell us we don't have much to talk about in this movie? <laughs> We'd rather be talking about this. Oh, our sponsor is, I can't even think of a razor company. Gillette? Isn't Gillette a razor company? Mm-hmm. It's the best a man can get. So. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> is this the end? Are we done with this podcast? Am I? Yes, yes. I mean, forever. Is this it? <laughs> I assume if we ever have a last episode, that's what it'll be. People are waiting for us to get to some movie. Yes. And we just ramble on like idiots for 10 minutes and then just, it goes dead. And then we just call it quits. Yeah. And then we just kind of fade out, like the fade out Mm -hmm. of a song. We don't end on like a note. It's a slow fade of just babble. I'll tell you what we're not saying. We're not saying what movie we watch. Mm -mm. (laughs) No, if you're here to listen to us talk about our first Stephen King movie, you are very disappointed right now. And our now. second, is this our second Drew Barrymore? It is. She was in 
toys babes attack and toilet, monsters. Babes yes, and that's what it toys was. attack monsters. Whatever. Toys attack I do Mr. have Miyagi. to say, I will say some pretty rotten things about this movie, but mm-hmm. I will say it's a better Drew Barrymore performance I think, than Babes uh, in Toyland. I have to tell you, I am not. Mm-hmm. I am a career. I'm a fan of Drew Barrymore uh, over. I thought um, you were about to say a Korean. No, <laughs> no. You're not Korean. I'm a fan Don't of tell a- our audience that. <laughs> Not only was I raised in New York, I was Kurt. I am Korean. No, <clears throat> I am not really a fan of. Uh, I think I said this during our, our Babes in Twilight. I'm not really a fan of Drew Barrymore. I, I don't really. Yeah, yeah, I think we both yeah. said it. I but don't know either. this, this is her best work. I think out of anything she's ever oh, done. Wait a second. Come on. She was in E.T. She what was adorable. She was a kid and an adorable one. This is really showing some acting chops. I think it was after this that things went downhill for her. Okay. All right. You're saying her breath did not smell like booze on set. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? Is this was this her boozy years? Was this I don't know. I don't know. Her boozy years were very young. Yeah, they were. Uh, it could have been. It could have been. Is this before or after ET? This is after because she was after. a little little bubba in in ET. She's a little older in this one, and she does. She's she's our main kind of besides the cat, I guess. <laughs> one of my favorite <laughs> parts is was watching Drew Barrymore watch this fight scene between on the her two. Chest. Yeah. <laughs> yes, just, she just sits there. Her mouth is wide open, and her eyes are frantic. Like you know, nothing's happening in front no, of her. But they're no, like, yeah. listen, there's a goblin fighting a cat on your chest. Just just look amazed by this. <laughs> And she does a really nice job. She's not an annoying Drew Barrymore. She doesn't no. overlisp what she tends to do sometimes. Um, it, it, it's a good performance. It, it's it is. not. It's she's, not bad. She's yeah. a mannequin. Mannequin ghost at one point, right? Isn't that she's kind a of ghost. <laughs> at one point? She's wearing like a little orphan Annie wig, and it's yeah. very obnoxious. <laughs> and then yeah. she's a girl that has what's. I don't want to sound insensitive by saying what's wrong with his daughter. What's wrong with his daughter, James Woods? What's Does wh- she have a problem? <laughs> <laughs> She's at a school for the gifted or the special. Oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. I didn't. I guess she, she, I don't know. I, She's I, got I, a problem, right? Like, She's got a problem. I mean, no, I'm, I'm I, serious. Yeah, her problem is her dad's addicted to cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a pretty big problem. <laughs> oh my god, this movie's crazy. All right, how has it taken us this long to even get into this? Let's go. So, okay, so first of all, uh, yeah, this is Cat's Eye. It's yeah. 1985. It's directed by yeah. Louis Teague, who is a working director. Mm-hmm. He hasn't done much that's of any note, but he makes movies still, so good for him. I have to ask, is this a real cat the whole time? Is that a real... I think so. Most everything except for that guy falling off the building was practical effects, I think. Oh. All right. I think. I, I mean, the... it, well, okay, wait. <laughs> Here's some sort of miniature goblin. Yeah, I, no, that's real. That was real casting. Because the parents even saw it chopped up in the fan, remember? And it really yeah, had oh, a yeah, hole. You're right, it was real. <laughs> <laughs> everything is real but a guy who fell off the building. Uh, um,. Yeah, no, I I don't think that there were any fake cats or cat puppets. Well, it's a very well, cat puppet. It's a very well trained cat. 
and it it is mm-hmm. some it is great cat acting. Yeah, I it, I texted you during the I me watching it, and I said uh-huh. that I thought the cat did a better performance in this movie than Brooke Shields did in I our previous totally movie. Totally agree. Although I would have kind of liked it if Brooke Shields just wandered <laughs> in out of these stories and kind of like meddled in other people's business, <laughs> and then maybe at the end licked Drew Barrymore's face. <laughs> All right, so it's Cat's Eye. It's a mm-hmm. horror anthology, which means it's multiple stories mm. that have the weakest of connective tissue, which oh, is just a cat, cat. wanders around. Yeah. yeah, and it really doesn't... The cat has not really a powerful part. Well, when we first meet the cat, we realize it does have a power, right? Because it can listen to mannequins. Yeah, it, and- <laughs> its power is seeing Drew Barrymore everywhere, which... And Drew Barrymore is a ghost a in in the. In, I don't know, I don't know. Like, is she is she the ghost of the girl in the last story? What? Because, Wait, <laughs> you mean the girl in the last story's dead? No, like the girl in the last story could have died. I don't. I'm. Very I was confused really reading this into because, this. Okay, first <laughs> of all, let's get into this. Okay. It's a Stephen King written movie. Yeah. I watched a lot of previews mm-hmm. for this because um, every time I was trying to find clips, like there's no clips online. So they kept taking me the preview over and over. Oh, okay. Okay. They were really touting that this is his first written script or this is the first movie that he wrote. Oh. But then the movie constantly reminds us of better Stephen King movies <laughs> at the beginning because we see Cujo running around. Oh, And there's a car that pulls up that yeah. says Christine on, like, the license plate. Yeah, yeah. Later on, we're watching The Dead Zone with Christopher oh, Walken. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I wish I was watching The Dead Zone now <laughs> instead of James Woods watching The Dead Zone. <laughs> But anyway, so the first two stories, Quitter's Inc. and the one with the guy on the ledge. Yeah, um, yeah. Those were stories in books. Gotcha. Okay. And the last one was just a story that I assume he wrote in about 20 minutes. Yeah, right before they were like, this has got to have three parts. Yeah, exactly. Not long enough with just the two. Hey, yeah. Stephen King, you can't give us two stories. And he right. frantically looked through and he's like, maybe I have one with a cat somewhere. Nope. <laughs> I guess I have to justify a cat being in this. I'll write the goofiest thing ever I for think, the end of this. I think he got high watching an episode of Tom and Jerry, and he was oh. like, oh, I know what I'll do. Well, and no he, she's watching Tom and Jerry at one point. No uh, doubt. When, yeah. when, when I read or when I read interviews with Stephen King, mm-hmm. like old interviews and stuff, and he talks about just how coked up he was all the yeah. time writing these stories. Yeah. This kind of makes sense. That yeah. You would yeah, write that... something this that does not – should not be together. These stories have nothing that to do with That does kind of make – yeah. If I thought that this was written by a man who was like on a Coke binge, then I understand the common denominator. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, he's, and then this guy is on the ledge and then, <laughs> and then the cat makes it all the way from – I don't know. Where does he start? Maine? I don't know. It's, that's where I live. It's Maine. So the it starts in Maine. keeps pecking and pecking and pecking. <laughs> Uh, Mr. King, this doesn't make any sense. There's a cat, and a cat's in every story. Don't you understand? It's called Cat's Eye, because with his eyes, he sees Drew Barrymore. Okay. Here's your big sack of money. Get out of my office. Sack of money. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, there are three stories. The 
You're right in that the cat... Okay, first of all, to get away from a rabid dog, the cat jumps yes. on in the back of a truck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a cigarette truck, mind you. Yeah, tobacco truck, yeah. yeah. And he goes, he travels to the big city of New York. I like that when we are like kind of following the cat and the cat's POV, there's this triumphant, like, electronic 80s music in the background like this i can't even do it but i I think we're supposed to root for this cat for some reason (laughs) and feel that it's a hero i mean it does save the day a couple times (laughs) it's just very fun to in the beginning you're literally just kind of following this cat on his adventure like now we're stretches in this movie i'd totally forgotten and then i'm like oh oh yeah there's that cat So the cat goes to New York, and mm-hmm. we meet a man, James Woods, mm-hmm. um, who's all jittery and obnoxious, as James Woods usually is. Yes. Yeah. You know, uh, but he wants to quit smoking, and he's taken to a place called Smoke Qu- wait, Quitters, Quitters Inc. Quitters Inc. Uh-huh. by a friend of his. Yeah. He's driven there by a friend who's like, this is the best. It's going to change your life. You need to quit smoking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes up to this office. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a, this, okay. Uh, all right. We'll get into this business because I don't understand this business at all. But, oh, it's extreme. It's very extreme. And again, wait, when you mentioned. Extreme. Okay. It is. <clears throat> oh, go ahead. But, but it is great because he goes into this office to fill out medical forms or whatever yeah. you have to mm-hmm. fill out when you go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a man next to him that's sobbing. just sobbing. Yeah. Just sobbing uncontrollably. And I love how James Woods is in a waiting room at a place that helps you quit smoking. And he decides to smoke a cigarette. Yeah. He thinks about it. He looks around. There's uh-huh. signs. There's posters up about uh-huh. quitting smoking. There's the guy is sobbing, and we're not sure why. We're like, what is it? No. Did he lose a loved one that's a smoker? And, yeah, James James Woods. I, He's going to light a cigarette. It, it's like yep. it doesn't mm-hmm. he doesn't realize you can't do it, or he doesn't care. I think he doesn't care. I mean, it's James Woods. He's like, yeah, what the, what the hell are they going to do to me? I'm James Woods. Well, but, and I think, I think it's the 80s, and I guess in the 80s there was that. I mean, they had ashtrays on airplanes. So there right. was this sort of obliviousness. Just I love how later on when he's at the party, like it is just a haze of smoke, of cigarette smoke. <laughs> like everyone is smoking cigarettes and like pressuring him. And I'm like, I think these are like wacky tobacco cigarettes because his friend in that party that's like, come on, smoke the cigarette. Who is? I have to tell you, I was kind of on board with this story until that party. And then I was like, well, this is just stupid. <laughs> like this is just really you, So goofy. wait, you were on board. Okay. Okay, so let's let's back up. So so he's he this man the sobbing man also has a wife now who comes out right. from behind and she the is disheveled. Oh, and she's like cracked out. Torn like, up. She can't even walk right. Yeah. And he's trying to comfort her and she's pushing him away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and and finally they shuffle out and this is where James Woods is like, I don't know that this is a great well, idea. Because you're not sure. Is, is she the one that's right. trying to quit? And he looks over before the, the Either gentleman. way, it is a mess. Like, yeah, it's a I don't care who is the one trying to quit smoking. This is a bad scene. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. These people have got the shakes. It's not looking It's not looking like something you should be a part of. But they draw him in anyway. He's like going to say, no, I don't need to give you my paperwork. I'm not even going to come in. And uh, next thing he knows, he's in the office of the head honcho. Who is uh, Alan King, right? Alan King. Yes. Uh-huh. When like a uh, 1960s comedian 
is in charge of this. <laughs> like, this is bad. Question news. mark. And, yeah. and he doesn't even waste time, like, pretending to be his buddy. Like, no. it is just like, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> we're going to go. And and before this happens, as he goes into his office or, or as, you know, James Woods goes into this place, we see a guy get out of a car with a cat carrier and grab our hero, the cat. Oh, yeah. sees a mannequin Drew Barrymore. That's right. Yeah. When our cat first gets to the city, it communicates with the mannequin. And then some jabroni comes out and, like, puts yep. it in a cat carrier. And yeah, is like, ah, like, you're going to be a... You like, saved a, me a trip to the pound. Yeah. And what I loved about this scene is he pulls up in the car, opens the door, gets out, puts the cat in the carrier... Then just walks across the street, leaves the car there, the door open and everything. And I guess oh, I didn't he just wanders that. back into this office. <laughs> so it is is threats right away. It's like, oh, you're never, you're gets... never going to smoke a cigarette again because if you smoke a cigarette, hey, check this out. And he opens these drapes to this yeah. shock box, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an electrified room. And our cat is in there and I he know. starts zapping this cat and it's really sad like for a minute i'm like and even J- james woods is like don't do it to the cat like yeah james wants woods him is, to stop. he's very compassionate he at this yeah. point james woods has no idea what's going on no no he hasn't he, been told a thing he, he has been taken into a guy's office to watch this man electrocute a cat in yeah. front of him he makes a cat barbecue and and yeah. he he locks him he doesn't he lock him he like Kind of does an auto lock on the door, on the doors, oh, yeah. uh-huh. locks him in the office. Yep. Um, yep. Won't let him out. And James Woods is even like, "Listen, you can electrocute as many cats as you want, but let me out of here." Yeah, I I'm go. I'm gonna go. And I think he mentions like, um, "If you don't let me go, I'm gonna call right. the cops." Like this whole gig is yeah, crazy. Like my lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't make any sense because he's like, "You signed these documents. Hey, you're gonna quit smoking, and if you don't, we're gonna put your wife in here." And no, wait, there's four. That, yeah. We're going to put there's, your kid in there. Yeah. And if that doesn't help. We're going to rape your wife. That's like, so here's how they get somebody to quit smoking. This is, it's an intense program. He explains it. Right. And because the founder of their, their program uh, <laughs> died of lung cancer, they're really serious about getting people to quit smoking. <laughs> so this, this is a tactic that works for them. His I wife guess. and his child will go in this electric uh-huh. room. Uh-huh. It, first offense, the wife goes in. Second offense, the kid goes in. Third offense, the wife gets raped. Fourth offense, he gets killed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which and so wait, quitting smoking is that hard? Is quitting smoking that hard that you well, like your on. wife all, getting raped? That just, that just means that he smoked four times. Like that's it. <laughs> four times and you're dead. Also, he makes a point to say that they have a rapist on staff. Yeah, who, yeah, who's ready like, to rape. He's a raping dude, which then made me wonder, if a woman comes in for this, are they like, we're going to rape your husband? We right. got a guy who does that. We got a he guy who does that, it. too. It's all He's part of getting them to it. quit smoking. So how how are they making money, Jamie? Not, no money is ever discussed. It's not like you're paying us this much no. money to do this. This is what we're doing. He's no. got like five dudes on the payroll just to watch mm-hmm. James Woods. Mm-hmm. Well, he's, he's – I he's, don't understand this business. I don't understand the business model either. And also it's either. not like quitting drinking. There's no drugs. It's cigarettes only. Yep, That's it. Yeah. But it, again, it tells you I guess how sick the addiction is, like how connected <laughs> people are to – 
Because he can't. So the first night, um, mm-hmm. he goes home, right? And you could see that he's on edge. And, and it's kind of funny because he's on edge the way a normal, like, oh, I've quit smoking today, I think, smoker would be. He's kind of snappy with his wife. He's irritable. He seems really hungry. He's kind of got the munchies. And when he tells the wife that he's deciding to quit smoking, she's like, all, oh, I'm so glad you're doing it for us, blah, blah, blah. She's very proud. But I also yeah. like how she's like, even if you don't do it, we're proud of you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. She's she like, kind of that lay way not, out. Uh-huh. He's probably tried this a hundred times she's before. She's like, come on. All your friends even, at work are smokers. Even when he says... I haven't had a cigarette in six hours. She's like, holy shit. Yes. Six she's so hours? surprised. Yeah. She's like, what? that's crazy. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's right. She, uh, but he well, is on he edge. He's like drinking. Yeah. He's drinking. He's eating ice cream. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's having a hard time. I and know. He, then he can't sleep. And at 3 a.m., which is exactly like 12 hours since I think it's, it's like three in the afternoon, he goes to the, he, he wakes up and he goes down to kind of downstairs to his office and, he shifts through some drawers and he, he finds right. a cigarette. Uh-huh. And so you think he's going to smoke it, but there was a clear <laughs> warning given that they watch him always. They're constantly, surveillance is on him all the time. And suddenly he sees, or he I think he hears, he hears a noise from the, the closet. closet. Mm-hmm. So he goes in and like his golf clubs fall out of river mm-hmm. he throws the, the um, umbrella in and you just hear a guy go, oof. Oh. <laughs> and then it's great because then he just talks to the closet. He just talks to his shoes in the closet and he's like, I wasn't smoking. Hey, go back. I look, him. you I tell him I didn't hey. smoke it. And he yeah. breaks the cigarette and he's like, I'm just down here to get my golf clubs. He just <laughs> grabs him and leaves the room. And then the next morning she wakes up and she's like They're, laying next to them. Yeah, it's like he put them in the bed where he's supposed to lay. It's I think he strange. just freaked out. I think he just freaked out and he probably couldn't even sleep that night right. because he didn't really that he the next morning we see there was rain boots in the closet mm-hmm. the night before. Mm-hmm. There's no shoes in there now. And we see so some clearly, like, chubby dude like pretending to jog, to jog. outside his house. Mm-hmm. But he's wearing the same shoes with socks on. Right, right. So clearly there was someone in his house last night mm-hmm. watching him to make sure he doesn't. Which right. is really creepy when you think about it. Like this. It's very creepy. Yeah. And again... I don't see how they're making money at this business. I have a big problem with this. Like, I know. I don't. It's a very intense program to quit smoking. It with, must I feel work. Like. It's got to well, work. Well, you're dead. You're dead if it doesn't work, right. basically. But then that doesn't even make any sense because four times and you're dead. Well, then if you are paying this company, they're not getting that money. Like, shouldn't it be like 10 steps like, and each one gets increasingly You horrific? would think. You if would that's think. the case, rape is not number three. Like, that could be like number eight, maybe. <laughs> Why does it even have to be on there, I wonder out loud? Why is that on there? That's right. <laughs> Just start with the electrocution, and I would assume that should be enough for people. I like, would think. And then the kid gets electrocuted. Because you de- – okay, you're right. right. I guess – she goes to a Catholic school, I thought. Yes, I didn't it's think it called, was a Sorry, I wrote it down school. in the notes. It oh, okay. is the School for the Exceptional. And Drew Barrymore is wearing these Coke bottles on yeah, her Yeah, she is. And I didn't know it was her until the end of the movie. Did in the beginning or throughout the whole thing? No, uh, his daughter. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, she was a little more misleading as this one. He shows up in Alicia. the middle of the day at school to buy her a Cabbage Patch kit, yeah, which I yeah. thought was kind of rude. Like, I he know. pulls her out of... I don't know, 
gym class or recess, recess to I give think, her this yeah. cabbage patch kid. And I love how she goes, what's her name? And I just wanted to say, sweet William. <laughs> I, so, I wanted that cabbage patch kid's name to be sweet William. Oh, didn't we all? And then she'd hug him and yeah. go through a mirror, save the cat. Well, and earlier we forgot to mention, when he fills out this form, Alan King's like, hey, uh, you didn't fill out your form all the way. You didn't write down where your daughter goes to school. And he's oh, like, yeah. I don't think that is pertinent. Yeah, why does that smoking? help me quit smoking, right? Again, trying to get too private. Well, uh-huh. so he shows up now that the, uh-huh. shows at up at his school. daughter's school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's also to show like, yeah, we told you we we have no problem threatening her. We know how to get her. You are constantly supervised. Yeah, exactly. Um, and 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 he kind of he does a really good job because now it's this party, which oh, is yeah. The, he kind of gets paranoid at this party. I would argue this is the worst scene in not just this story, but in the entire in the house. Yeah, it is yeah. Terrible because he hallucinates. He hallucinates at one point, just like a giant pack of cigarettes with arms and legs walking around. Uh huh. He hallucinates a tray of deviled eggs with eyes that move around. Yeah, it is yeah. terrifying. There was, uh, there's kids um, a- a- ashing in the punch. Um, and then this is when, yeah, this is then when his friend is like obnoxiously peer pressuring. Come on. This is weird. You are 40 year old men and you're peer pressuring your buddy into to smoking a cigarette. A cigarette? Yeah. And he's like, no, I really am trying to quit. And literally, like I said, everybody at this party is. is... Oh, there's. And you got to figure he's oh. getting enough secondhand smoke to be satisfied yeah. with this. Right. Yeah. Like you this would... should not be because it is just cloudy everywhere. It's, you can barely see two haze. feet in front of your face mm-hmm. at this party. You do see, though, when. So the Alan King's character is Mr. P, Mr. Piazzi or something like that, right? Don't know. He comes but okay. dancing down the stairs, too, right? As part He's of wearing his, like, like this white track suit. <laughs> yeah. And he's dancing and he's lip syncing. To a police cover that is I'll playing at watching. this party. It is so bad. Uh-huh. It is so bad. It is. They couldn't afford a police, uh, the, the police songs, so they mm-hmm. bought a they, cover. They did. Which they play twice in this movie. Yeah, they on the record player later. It's that's a troll so dance bad. song. It's mm-hmm. It's crazy. <laughs> but I was, I, I was, I kind of thought it was tense and I kind of thought it was... I don't know. I was I was really into this guy's weird struggle with his cigarettes until this point in the movie. And I just went, this is like, those deviled eggs look like something from Pee-wee's Playhouse. Just like some monster very, that came yeah. to life, like a talking <laughs> chair. And then I thought, well, this is just stupid now. He's <laughs> hallucinating like this. Yeah, the, the hallucinations get a little too goofy. Uh-huh. A little yeah. too goofy. And then... Then he finally falls off the wagon. Yeah, on his way to hitting in, in traffic, which I can imagine. Traffic is a time you just want to light up. I guess. And he's got like a hidden stash of cigarettes in his glove compartment, but he only a ton of tapes fall out of there too. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Of all the places, though, to not because you want to do this where no one can see you, right? If you're under right. constant surveillance, to do it when you're in traffic where there could be a ton of people all around you. You know, not a good choice. I thought the same thing several no. times in this movie. Several times in this movie, I was like, 
why doesn't he smoke now? Or why doesn't, but they're everywhere. Like if a guy is standing in the closet in his home office, like they're everywhere. You're not safe. He should just listen. You lost. Yeah. And in a way you won. You're not smoking (laughs) anymore. Right. Well, (laughs) but he just did what he does. He has a slip up. Where he slips, he goes in, he finds it, he hides in the. Um, it is funny how he like ducks down. Yeah, in the yeah, passenger he ducks seat low, uh-huh. and he smokes. And he's like his hand comes up, waving the smoke away. Yeah, yeah. But just as everybody's honking at him because traffic has then started moving, uh, he sees the guy next to him who was making out with a woman who is probably on the payroll too. That she's pretending to make out with this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks over, and it's the guy who – is it the guy who grabbed the cat at the beginning, I think? Yes, I think okay. it's the cat-grabbing guy. And he, like, yeah. tips his little New York Mets hat to him, smiles, and drives Kind of lets him know, like, I saw you. I'm going to report back. And now this is a first offense, right? Yeah, he tears home. He, yeah. He, he books it home. He goes in. Dinner's burning. Mm-hmm. His wife is nowhere to be found. Clearly, she's been abducted. And he gets a call from Alan King, and he's like, "Hey, come on over to my office at five o'clock. We you got know some what's business going to down. do." Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when he first gets to his office, the back the the language that's used, like, so James Woods gets there, and he's really angry, obviously, that that his wife's been taken. He calls him, "Where's my wife, you turd?" He calls <laughs> Alan. King a turd. Then, um, I mean, maybe this movie is rated PG. There's they're not trying much. to, it could be, they're trying to do some trick with the cat, right? The cat escapes. The cat somehow is out. And when it, the cat escapes, you wrote Alan this King's down. King's character, yeah, Alan King's character says, Oh, fiddly sticks, as he runs away. Yeah, because what happens is he sees James Wood sees his wife in this. Shock! Oh uh, yeah, yeah, and, and she's he hysterical. To, he tries to smash this window with a stool, and then a fight ensues, and the the henchman pulls out a gun, and he knocks it out of his hand. And yeah, in the which is there was a little bit. Of, first of all, they kind of shocked this cat. Now I know, I know they didn't shock the cat actually, but it seemed uncomfortable. The cat yeah. did not seem to enjoy that scene. <laughs> there's this scene the cat is in the cat carrier on his desk it gets knocked on the floor then the door yeah. opens and the cat runs out there's yeah. no cuts in this scene this cat was in this and they tipped it off of the desk <laughs> and then let the cat out and then the cat was like yeah i mean it wasn't serious animal abuse but it was pretty rough but yeah, 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 so our hero the cat escapes at this point he's gone he's out of there right mm-hmm. And I again the the language. I think it's the thug that yells, or maybe it's Alan King that yells. Forget the cat, you hemorrhoid. Yep. Like who mm-hmm. calls somebody yeah, they, a hemorrhoid? Yeah, they really watched the language on this mm-hmm. movie. I assume mm-hmm. it was probably rated PG. I don't know. I don't know. But... I'm not sure. Um, so his his wife dance around dances around to well explain how it gets ninety nine tears. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. And then, so first she dances, right, creepily. And then does the hair, then like the, the air hair comes up and up blows her hair. She's like, okay. ah, this is the worst ever. Yeah. And then I guess they sort of electrify or static, I don't understand science, the room. And her <laughs> right. hair stands up on end. And then just like the cat, they shock her little feet and she jumps yep. around and screams mm-hmm. and yells. 
And it reminded me of like the scene in Reservoir Dogs when Michael Madsen turns on Stuck in the Middle with You and cuts off that cop's Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like this fun little pop song playing and she's dancing. With the psycho thing is happening, yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is Alan King lets James Woods go to like a waiting room. Yes. Where his electrified wife is waiting. Mm -hmm. And he and his. Alan King and the and the thug kind of bet on like oh, I bet she's gonna slap him when she finds out what's happening. Right, right, right. But she doesn't. She no. She hugs him. I guess he's you know he's willing to take these chances to quit smoking. She's proud yeah. of him. Yeah, yeah. She wants him to keep doing it. He he must have given her a really sincere apology too. Uh, right. Yeah. Exactly. I'm yeah. so sorry that that yeah, fat slob shocked right, you. Right. You know. And she was like, "I knew you were a weak man. I knew you'd probably fuck up at least once. Just try not to get raped, get me raped, or whatever." Well, I doubt he told her about the raping. <laughs> I would hope not. Yeah, she was probably like, um, "This is the first offense. What happens if you do it again?" He's like, "Well, wait." Maybe I go in. I don't. Um, I don't know. They never told me. So, P.S. The cat is the cat escapes and is on a boat, right? This cat gets around. This cat knows where it's headed. It's one traveling kitty, right? Is what the cat's it is. like, I got to get all the way to North Carolina by the yeah. third story. Let's get this show on the road. So, I got some miles to earn. We cut to six. Months later. Six clean months, mind you. James Woods and Alan King are... They're buddies. They are buddies. Remember that shocking your wife thing? Hilarious. Not a big deal. The program's working. It has worked. He hasn't smoked in six months. It's great. Mm -hmm. But he's packing on the pounds. He's packing on the pounds. weighing him. It's all the ice cream and whiskey, I guess. I don't know what it is, yeah. but yeah, he's yeah. packing on the he's pounds. He's packing on some weight. Eight pounds in six months. Now he's going to have to be on some diet pills is what. Oh, the, the diet pills part is great when he's like, yeah. well, take it easy with these diet pills. <laughs> They're highly illegal. <laughs> okay. I, what? Wait. This business Hold is on. so illegitimate. This, this it is <laughs> so illegitimate. And now they're like, the business has morphed from quit smoking into like weight management almost. Well, now it's like it takes over his life. Right? And Alan King, the fat slob, is talking to James Woods about packing right? on the pounds. About, Come on. Yeah, well, Alan King doesn't smoke cigarettes, I guess. He doesn't have to worry about being overweight. But if you're like 300 pounds, you can't be like, James Woods, you're a buck 60. You got to cut it down, You got to cut it down. You got to. And now he does tell him that if he doesn't, right, if he can't keep the weight off, the wife will lose his pinky Oh, and they have quite a laugh about this. It Ah! is hilarious. (laughs) You're going to cut my wife's finger off. That's hilarious. There's no way you would do that after electrocuting and promising to rape her. To rape her. But then, fast forward to dinner, right? He goes to dinner. Now, Mm -hmm. I thought this was interesting because they're at dinner with the guy who originally drove him to this quiz. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mm -hmm. his wife. Mm -hmm. If somebody does this to me, drives me to this place and says, hey, I can't tell you about it, but it'll change your life. And it ends up these people threatening to rape. (laughs) And then they electrocute my wife and they want to, like, murder my child who has Down syndrome or something. (laughs) Like, I'm not inviting this dude over for dinner anymore. Right. This is not my best buddy. No. Nope. Nope. But but it is. as they cheers Quitters Inc. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. They yep, all clink their, their glasses. Oh, it's, mm-hmm. it's the best. They love it. Uh, the the guy who drove him there, his wife's a little reluctant to toast Quitter's Inc. Yeah, yeah. She looks a little uncomfortable, and you think she probably got the electric shock therapy recently, right. but nay. Nope. Nay. Nope. She when You zoom in on her hand, and <laughs> she's missing part of her pinky. <laughs> and James Woods seems concerned by this. Yes, because yes. now not only does he have to keep the, the from the cigarette smoking, he has to keep those pounds off. So... Jamie, before we started recording, you told me you were unaware that this was an anthology. Oh, yeah. So did you think this story was just going to keep going and we were going to see a rape at some point? Oh. <laughs> I was hoping not. I wondered if maybe he was going to fight against the man. I Yeah. I, oh, okay. There was, a, there was a point when I turned, and again, I watch a lot of these of my husband's, I turned to him and I was like, what? How does, what does this guy have to do? Because now we're all of a sudden we're in Atlantic City. The cat has brought us here. Um, Cat's on the boardwalk. It's great. It's, yep. And now Drew Barrymore is back, but this is when she has the Shirley Temple curls, right? Uh-huh. The Annie curls you were saying. Yep. And she's on the TV. And again, when we saw her for the first time in the last episode or story or whatever she was first the mannequin girl so i'm like is she like a shape-shifting little kid <laughs> like she was a mannequin which then sort of like a but ghost to the cat right like a ghost yeah. figure of drew barrymore mm-hmm. then sort of like turned away from this mannequin and started talking now we mm-hmm. have drew barrymore in like a tv show or a commercial or whatever yeah. mm-hmm. and then the same Drew Barrymore with the curly hair turns yeah. and starts talking to the cat while mm-hmm. she's still on the commercial. Creepy. Mm-hmm. It's weird. But she yeah. like tells the cat, she's like, help me. Find it. Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're yeah. only hope. She's like, help. <laughs> you gotta help me. He's coming for me. It's yeah. terrible. And the cat, I swear the cat gives the most concerned look. Like, honestly, the cat is such a good actor. I know. That's so crazy to say. But the cat's like all paranoid, crazy cat eyes. Like, oh, I'm going to help the girl. Even then. So the next scene the cat is in is the cat is trying to cross. I love this. This is my favorite moment of the movie. Because we got this big muckety muck and he exits a, a, a casino. Yeah. With this woman and this oh, yeah. other dude. Mm-hmm. The woman is great. And oh, yeah, I am she is. so upset that she wasn't the rest of this. I know. You wanted her to be the... Mm-hmm. As she's getting in this car, it's really great. Because she looks over and she sees the cat. And she goes, oh, a cat. As <laughs> though she has only ever <laughs> read about them in right. books. Like it's a chimpanzee walking the streets of <laughs> yes. Vegas. And yeah, she even says something Atlantic like, City. my dad used to kill cats. Oh, yeah, no, she makes some crazy statement about how his dad, she, da- her dad says all cats should be drowned after they're done playing with something. Very, very weird statement. Very weird feelings these people have this about cats. This movie does not like cats. No. Let's just say no. this. this movie, only Drew Barrymore does. <laughs> only Drew Barrymore and kind of this bad guy in here. He's 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 cool with the cat. He loves it. Oh, he does like it. Yeah. But he does. He makes a connection with it. Right, right. Because yeah. he has to bet on everything. That's his backstory because we don't get a yeah. backstory. But he's got to bet on everything. So he bets this guy that the cat could cross the street. And not yeah. get killed by a car. Yes. 
And this draws a crowd, too. Yeah. And there are a crowd of people watching this. Watching this cat race this Atlantic City traffic. It causes an accident, mind it you. It causes a huge accident. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the cat survives. Comes cat, over. Cat crosses. Mm-hmm. And now becomes, like you said, now the, the He jumps on this like... guy. This guy loves him. He's like, I'm going to mm-hmm. take him home. I'm mm-hmm. going to give him some milk. You guys go see whoever. I can't think of an Atlantic City performer. I don't know. I got nothing. I don't know either. Bobcat no. Goldthwait. That'd be fantastic, sure. actually. Yeah. You guys see Bobcat Goldthwait. I'm going to take this cat back. Yeah, me it's and the cat are going home. We're awesome. going to get acquainted. Right. Right. Now, wait. So now in the same story. So again, I'm not privy yet to the. I'm like, okay, now where's James Woods? You're, right. You're still like, one where's of James the... Woods? Did he smoke <laughs> He's in Atlantic City. He's bound to smoke. Ah! Did he lose the weight? What is happening right now? But, but now we're introduced to um, a couple, right? This madly in love couple oh right? yeah we got striker from airplane oh yeah good call good call he, he's he's taking his uh girlfriend to the train right kind of doing it giving her a send-off he's yeah, gonna meet up like, with her listen you're gonna meet me there it'll mm-hmm. be great don't mm-hmm. worry everything's fantastic we kind of know what's happening because even before we see them this guy who's now taking this cat in is like you trailing him you got oh, yeah. you know, yeah. all right, make sure, bring them to my place. Da, 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 da. So we kind of know that these, unlike James Woods, we know that these two stories are connected. <laughs> right, right. And he's immediately abducted. So Stryker from Airplane is immediately abducted mm-hmm. right from by the- uh, Mike Starr. Do you know that guy from yeah. Dumb and Dumber? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A very young Mike Starr, but very, yeah. <laughs> very young, and he wears a very tight T-shirt. Still sloppy. Still sloppy. Still but very sloppy. <laughs> so, but we do find out that, that he is cheating on this older guy's wife. Oh, yeah. He with this yes, older this guy's wife. Yes, this young woman is his wife. Yes. And this guy's like an aging tennis pro, they say. Yeah, because he's got – yeah, yeah. He's got a fancy car, tennis rackets in it. Uh, they take him from the airport and they, they plant heroin or they plant drugs in his car. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing because – like, Are you, you think... wearing a ducktail shirt? Oh, I yeah, I am. He just knows that? Okay. <laughs> yeah, my wife comes up and she's like, do you like ducktails? I'm like, I don't know. I never really used to watch it a whole lot. She's like, I oh, I bought it. you a shirt. <laughs> okay, great. That's awesome. <laughs> Nice. Anyway, sorry, I just noticed. No, that's okay. That's fine. Um, so, so <laughs> Stryker's taken to this guy's uh, like penthouse suite in this yeah. hotel, mm-hmm. and he's told like he's made this deal. He's like, mm-hmm. "Listen, we put a bunch of heroin in your car. Yep, mm-hmm. and like we put a bunch of money and a bunch of heroin in your car." We're going to frame cops, you, basically. Right, we're yeah. going to frame mm-hmm. you, and you'll be doing time forever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you shouldn't have cheated on my wife, but I'll make you a deal. What a deal. The bet is he cannot sort of, like, traverse Scale? Top. Yeah, like, like go around the top of the building on, like, right. a ledge that just mm-hmm. is outside the top floor. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And if he does this, he gets the money... Yep, he gets, he gets the girl. The girl, mm-hmm. and I guess he doesn't get killed or whatever. Right, whatever the right. last part of this. And is. this man claims he's a man of his word, the shady shyster. 
Mm-hmm. And kind of the this entire story is just him walking around this building. It's but it's an intense walk around because it's not just it's not just hey okay you get to walk the perimeter very carefully it's a shady thing but this guy taunts him throughout he taunts him in very right? creative and highly amusing <laughs> kind ways. of cartoonish kind of cartoonish at times he opens I love when he opens the window and the guy comes out with like a Marx Brothers horn and he's like <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's so weird. At one point, he sprays him with a fire hose. He gets on yeah. the roof of the building to get the fire hose so that he can spray this guy. It's it's intense. It's an intense walk around. It's very, all of a sudden it becomes very breezy too. Um, <laughs> there's a bird. I mentioned this before. There's a pigeon that like won't stop like beaking, beaking. beaking. Yep, beaking. Beaking. When they use their beak to just beak. <laughs> He's speaking at his feet incessantly. Oh, and it's bloody. This thing <laughs> pecks him until his, like, argyle sock has a dot of blood. And I'm like, this is horrific. Yeah, this is a deadly pigeon. And uh, it, it gets it gets insane. Oh, then he, he somehow he gets to a electrical sign, I guess the sign yeah, for yeah, the Yeah, it's letters. like a big logo for the... Yep. For the hotel and it falls down. He almost falls. He almost bites it completely on that. But he does He does make it, right? Uh-huh. Um, Makes it all the way around. And mm-hmm. in the meantime, right before he comes in, you see that the big guy is like, he's talking to another guy. And he's like, listen, mm-hmm. when he comes in, I'll start talking to him. And you come oh, yeah, in yeah. with this gun. Oh, and then and our, our great yeah. plan is in effect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know... He's not an honorable betting man. Yeah, and apparently he's a psycho. Because, okay, so he comes back in, he's done the wall, he's he's did it, he survived, and the plan is it's he's given a box with the money in it, right? But then they kick over the box, and he was like, and I told you you could have my wife too, and you can. And it's her head! It's her head rolls out of the box! In a movie that has avoided cursing, we see a woman's head roll across the floor. And Stryker's freaking out, but this other guy has a gun on him. But the cat, our hero, the cat. Oh, yeah. The cat comes back. Does not seem to be enjoying this. The cat does not like this guy. No. And the cat fights back. (laughs) So... (laughs) As Stryker grabs the old man and starts to wrestle with him, the guy with the gun starts to walk down these steps, and the cat trips him, and the gun flies yep, out of his yep. hand. Causes chaos just for the right purpose. Yep. Stryker mm-hmm. picks up the gun. He shoots the other guy, the guy who had a gun mm-hmm. on him. Mm-hmm. And then he holds the old guy at gunpoint. Now, I love this part in the movie, because the old guy is, like, laying on this couch, yeah. And he's trying yeah. to make a deal. He's like, listen, you can have the money. If you don't want that money, I have way more money. I'll yeah. put it in yeah. a Swiss bank account. Right. While he's saying this, he falls, it's like slides off the couch. Right. And there's like a little table there with a magazine on it. And he starts paging through Oh, yeah, the he does. Magazine. He does. I expected like a cutscene no, to his other house, yeah, Like I expected yeah. a cutscene to his other hand, like going under the couch to get another gun. No, he's just flipping through a magazine. He just, while when he feels threatened, he needs to page through. Mm-hmm. It is the weirdest it's very choice, bizarre. quote unquote, yeah. by this actor yeah. in this scene. 
I agree. I agree. I forgot about that, but I did note it. Yeah. So, so Stryker says, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, I got a better idea." Yeah, you're going. You on the walk ledge. around your building. Yep. You go out on that ledge, mm-hmm. and if you make it around, I don't even think he finishes or makes a deal. No, with doesn't the cat sabotage him too? No. On the ledge? Oh, no. You just see oh, the cat eyeballing the Right. The cat's the like, I'm getting out of here. This is, this yeah, is yeah. again, a shady deal. I got some milk, I guess. I'm back on the road. Right, right. <laughs> Get some milk. I think the cat hops a train, too. Yes. This is uh, how, that's how the cat gets to uh, North Carolina is by the train. But the old guy, so the old guy goes out and he starts to go around this building and that pesky pigeon comes back. <laughs> And it's basically responsible for this man's death because Uh unlike Stryker, who just kind of let this thing peck his foot until it bled, the old man tries to kick this bird. He slips and And a cartoon version of him falls off this building. (laughs) And the cat watches it happen. Again, good cat acting because the cat like looks down (laughs) and (laughs) (laughs) the cat's eyes cat's eye track very this telling man as he very telling building to his yes. death and then hops a train to north carolina with a careless look in his eye too like you deserved it old man old creepy man right and that's the end of story two so we're on to our last story mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we are introduced we think that it's a i thought it was like the the pov of like a chipmunk Oh, right. Because Weird. chipmunks sound like. Well, I, I certainly didn't guess it was a troll. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. How would who would guess that? You're right. No, I. We're there's some kind of rustling in the trees outside of this one house, right, in this little suburb. And again, I was like, I guess they have a rodent problem. I don't know what this this is. Um, outside of this home, this idyllic. Little home where Drew Barrymore is now having a uh, car wash fight with her dad. Oh, it's adorable. Right? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Her dad kind of. I the, like the, the mom better, in this. The better of the two parents or the nicer of the two yeah. parents. The mom is like such a, she's like, I don't like the cat. The cat's not staying. Oh my God. This mother hates cats. <laughs> wow. And she's, doesn't, she has a foreign mom like her. Cause later they make, at one point the father oh, makes fun of like, I think so her great. German he mom. Talks and like she's, Dracula and she's like, don't make fun of my mother. She's like, no, I love it when you make fun of my mother after dinner. <laughs> like she's such a. She brings the cat to the pound at one point. She traps it. She's like, come here, kitty, opening up the tuna. Yeah. All right. Sorry, I jumped all around with that. She's she's a stern mama. So we do mama. get we, well, we get cut shots. Why I knew it wasn't the cat. First of all, I've seen this before. But second of all, right, like, we see that the cat not only takes a train, but then it hops in the bed of a truck. And the truck yep. takes it kind of right to this girl's house. Yep, yep. It knows just where to go. Great. Like, I expected the guy to, like, poke his head out of the truck and be like, you, yeah, go for it, cat. You got it. It's all you. Honk, honk. Yeah. So the cat goes into the house. It just runs into mm-hmm. the house and up to the girl's room, up to Drew Barrymore's mm-hmm. room. Mm-hmm. But you're right. In the meantime, we get these POV shots of something running through the yard. Some critter. Talking mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like Howie Mandel or something. <laughs> and her parents, Drew Barrymore wants to keep this cat. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, the general. The general. Not yeah, the general. general. Sales Not the general. <laughs> With Shaquille O'Neal. Have you seen those commercials? The general commercials? Yeah, with Shaquille yeah, yeah. O'Neal? No, not with Shaquille. Oh my God, he he's driving in the general's car with the general at the end of the commercial. It's insane. (laughs) It's I have not seen these. No. Oh, you have to (laughs) look it up when we're done. Type it in because it's goofy. (laughs) Worth a while, okay? It's it's worth it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, There's also a Shaquille O'Neal commercial where um, he. He's talking about back pain, right? Like he does commercials <laughs> for like Icy Hot or something oh, like that. Okay. So okay. he's standing there with this woman. And she's like, oh, my back. And uh, and he's like, Icy Hot's the best. Then she puts it on. And she's like, my back feels so much better. And she jumps up to give him a high five. But they're standing in front of the table. And clearly this woman is standing on a crate. So she can oh. reach his <laughs> Because she's nearly as tall as Shaquille O'Neal. And she's this older white woman. And it, the proportion just looks insane. So weird. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's really great. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, I wish Shaquille O'Neal was in this movie. Oh, that would be great. I could see Shaquille and the cat kind of really getting it. I wish Shaquille nice O'Neal was like her dad. Wouldn't that be just the most confusing? Yeah, that would have been a little. That would have added an extra. Although I don't think the troll would. I don't. I don't think the troll. You're not gonna mess around. with. Yeah, you're not gonna yeah. mess with Shaq. I don't care how many of those door stops you have. That's not stopping <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal from kicking that bedroom door in. Not even kicking his foot so large, he would just squash him just by stepping on him. Oh yeah, he wasn't a big troll guy. So, so anyway. <laughs> This girl's mom, who's married to Shaquille O'Neal, does not want her to have this cat sleep with her. Which, I mean, she's got a canary in her room. Yeah, she's got her. I'm not saying this this woman's right. And I'm not saying that just because I dislike cats. But she's got a point. She's got a point. Drew, or Amanda, I think, is the kid when is this kid's name. She asked, you know, what if we take it to the vet and get it checked out? Because I get it. Cats, stray cats, especially can carry all kinds of whatever. The mom also seems to have some background. They joke about this when they make fun of the mom's mother, that maybe she thinks cats take away children's breath. Is this a tale you were told in, in my grandmother used to tell my dad this. Really? Yes. So it's like a real thing, I guess. Oh. Yeah. He used to tell us that his mom used to tell us the same thing. She was very anti-pet, though. She never wanted them to have pets or anything. He's pretty sure that one day he had goldfish. He's pretty sure one day she flushed him down the toilet while he was at school. Yep. Mm -hmm. We don't need to take care of these. Aw. So she, she, okay. Yeah. So so she said, her, her mom said that cats steal kids' breaths. Mm-hmm. And I love how she uses and, like Looney Tunes logic to say that the cat and bird don't. Oh get yeah, along. yeah. Don't you see Sylvester and Tweety? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Which makes sense. Like, it, well, that's the only knowledge you have of cat. And <laughs> I and, would love for her to be like, you know, what else does he get along? Road runners and coyotes, <laughs> right, and rabbits right. and ducks. They hate each other. <laughs> hate each other. These are proven facts, my young one. Proven, proven facts. facts. All right. Chuck Jones told me all about it. And was that Chuck Jones, or was he? Just, yeah. No. Okay. No. That. Yeah. Right. I don't know if he was. Uh, they did. They did. They. Uh, she did watch. Um, she watched Tom and Jerry. Tom I think. and Jerry. I think that's Chuck yeah. Jones. 
Anyway, whatever. The, Chuck Jones made some money from this movie, let's just say. Okay, we'll say it's All product right. placement for him. All right. Um, <clears throat> the cat hangs out, is not allowed in the house, but hangs out by the house every night. Basically. And this Stops is how you her. get stray cats, people. You take your cat yeah. and you put it outside at night. That's how you're mm-hmm. getting unwanted kittens. That's yep. how you're being overrun with all these cats that you mm-hmm. cannot adopt. Mm-hmm. The mother should have taken this cat into a different room. Put it in the basement for the night. Whatever. Oh, right. Then right. the next day you take it to the vet. You get it fixed. The end. It's a little message to our audience out there. Yeah. How to, how to handle their strays. How to handle their strays. All right. Fair enough. Um, another thing maybe, a little something that you might want to do is don't let your kid chew a wad of bubble gum before bed. Who does that? Wait, what? Don't I let your kid this. chew a did you not? No. Oh. When the dad comes in to kind of talk to her about the nightmare she's been having, because clearly... To tell her good night, she's just chewing gum? Yeah, she's chewing this gigantic wad of gum. Oh, I didn't notice that. And then he makes her... I think he... Yeah. Oh. Maybe anyway. I fast-forwarded through that. But no, I didn't, because the dad really is on her side. Yeah. No, he is. Um, and he wants her to be able to... To get the cat to stay in, but they got to kind of make a deal. You know what I mean? Like they got to kind of work together if they're going to convince mom right. that this yeah. is a good idea. You stop idea. having these crazy nightmares, kid. You right. cannot make a deal with a child like that. Like wow. if she's having like night terrors or something, you can't tell her not to do that. Right. You can't stop the dreams from happening, right? Right. Um but you also can't get this wife to trust that cat. She oh, just does she not. She hates it so much. It's not. My God, um, this woman. But so we find I... out mm-hmm. that there's a goblin who's dressed well, like a jester. Let's say how we find out. Yep. Oh, dressed oh. like a jester. Yep. Yeah. With a jester's hat. So it it lives in her walls or it got in her walls somehow and mm-hmm. it opens. The wall opens up. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. goofy special effects, the wall opens up mm-hmm. and it comes out. And it's like this little dagger and it looks <laughs> scary. It is a little bizarre. It's got weird sharp teeth, mm-hmm. right? And um, it's these two uh, little beady eyes. Yeah. And its yeah. face just looks like a bunch of clay just mushed together. Mushed, yeah. But with a weird point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it goes, it, it attacks the bird, right? And it makes those weird. Eh, eh, eh noises yeah it's voiced by um oh who's the guy who does all the voices who's oh man i can't think of his name he did the voice of uh freddie in scooby-doo frank welker okay who does anytime you hear voice acting in a movie he's got mm-hmm. 300 credits on imdb wow anytime Holy a crap, cartoon holies. character farts it's frank welker's mouth making that noise that's fantastic yes so he does the voice for this monster who doesn't say words. It just grunts and. No, grunts. yeah. Makes so noises. I guess it murders his bird with like a knife, right? Does it yeah. take that knife and it kills that bird? I think so. Yeah. And it's funny because it, the, we see, a, again, the bird's got pretty good acting too because the bird's in the cage with a cover over it and the, the, the jester, you could hear the bell, right? Ringing on the jester hat as it crawls up, as the troll crawls up. And the bird's kind of like freaking out like, ah, what's going to happen to me? It looks really nervous. <laughs> it's like that little thing has hands. It can get in here. It can operate this And then door. you feel so bad. Like I, in that moment, I had this like, 
Oh my god, the bird is really helpless to yeah. Oh yeah, to its predator because if, especially in the cage, it can't really fly away. This thing is like crawling and coming at it, and the bird has no choice but to just. And I don't understand why does it kill the bird? Like it's this goblin isn't smart enough to frame a cat, right? <laughs> like it just wants oh, to yeah. kill the bird. I think it just wants to kill the bird, and then it goes after her. It goes after her. It's weird when it's on her little chest. Like, it's just a weird... And then it's even weirder when its little fingers close on her nose. It's so cute in a weird, in a creepy way. I agree. It's and so her cute little nose it, is so it pinches her nose to, I guess, try and suffocate her. But then she opens her mouth to breathe and it seems disturbed and distressed by that. It, like, jumps back a little bit. But General dun, dun, jumps dun, dun, dun. in the window... Yep. And scares him off. Mm-hmm. Way to go, mm-hmm. General. Wonderful. But in in uh, the commotion uh, of this, the yeah. parents are alerted mm-hmm. and they come in to find the dead bird. Yeah. And, and we I, I listen, we're praising this animal acting, and we talked earlier about Drew Barrymore <laughs> does a great job. She does a great job. When that poor bird is dead and she discovers oh, it. Yeah. She seems genuinely distressed by this she well she also seems genuinely relieved because she knows that it's general that just saved her she knows about the troll she knows so she's cradling general and like so thankful Mm -hmm. for for his protection and then yeah then it's discovered her parents realize that polly i think was the bird sure but i mean what else are you gonna name a bird but right polly polly's dead and you're right she she it's a sad time Mm -hmm. sad time and now this sets the mom over the edge the the mom's like i want that cat dead that cat's gonna die i I told you i didn't trust that cat right and she's taking no no prisoner right um when the dad sees the cat the next day he kind of like talks to it and is like because the cat's you know outside kind of prowling around he's like i don't know why you had to go and do that like now you really messed up your chances and when he touches the cat he realizes the cat has like a pretty severe like wound yes and he goes back and kind of tells the wife hey it's kind of a suspicious wound that he has and she makes a comment about well paulie did have a big pecker you know could have taken him (laughs) could have really stabbed a Anyway, it's, um, and I don't, uh, whatever. Anyway, we're not, I'm not going to get into the logistics of a cat of the, opening a bird cage door in order to murder they the They didn't bird think of inside. those logistics. Right, yeah. They didn't. But yeah. her mom, like, I mean, you've seen this Sylvester and Tweety. Her mom knows cats have fingers that can open all sorts of this stuff. This was the last straw. The mom didn't want So her. the mom waits for everybody to leve Yeah. I love how she waits for everybody to leave. <laughs> And then She's she lures the cat in with some tuna. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then cut she, to... Then she takes it to a place with a fireplace. <laughs> She's got this you don't know cat where. in a cardboard box. And she walks into what looks like a basement, like where <laughs> Freddy Krueger was killed. Because, it, like, she takes this cat to the incinerator. Like, uh-huh, at the end uh-huh, of the scene, yeah. I'm like, did she just throw that cat <laughs> in the That's fire? what I thought. I was like... Did she just shove him into a furnace? What did she do with the cat? It is weird because it doesn't. There's no sign that uh, says the pound, like pound or animal no, shelter no. or anything. She no, looks and like I, she's just walking into a garage, and then the camera pans up. Smoke is billowing. Like out. this is like a like a 
like a concentration camp for kitties. Like you just know that you can take your cat there if you want to burn them alive. Well, they wanted to be sure we knew what was happening, which is a bit of overkill because we know what's happening when the the guy walks in and he goes, hey, tomorrow's your lucky day, buddy. And he puts a sign in that literally says (laughs) termination right on the cat's cage. But this is a stealthy cat, right? We all know this cat gets into and out of things. Exactly. And the Mm -hmm. cat does escape. But in the meantime, Mm -hmm. Drew Barrymore is really upset. Oh, she's distraught. But the cat's gone. And uh, if I could just give a parenting tip to all the parents out there listening. Sure. If your child's pet dies, Mm -hmm. the last thing you should do is murder their only other pet. (laughs) (laughs) That is terrible. Yeah, this because is like the a, mom kind of looks a out one the window. two punch for that yeah. kid. Yeah, the mom looks out the window as Drew Barrymore's wandering around in like a light storm, storm yeah. looking for this cat, and she's like, "General, I guess she'll get over it." She's like, "The cat was no good. I told you guys, I had bad instincts about that cat." Oh, so it's nighttime. Drew Barrymore goes to bed. Mm-hmm. Cat's gone. She's very upset. She's like. Do you think General ran away because he thinks that we think that he right, killed Polly? Kill setting, right. and her mom's like, "Shut up, idiot! Go to sleep. It's that fine. Don't worry. Cats think. are stupid. Yeah. Who cares?" <laughs> so the goblin returns. The troll jester, gesture, it, jester, jester, jester. Right. So jester. the jester, Just, troll, <laughs> <the jester laughs> troll, shows up, and it starts to suck her breath out. Just yeah. like her mom just like a cat. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It starts to remove her breath and general busts in. Comes well, in. we hear that triumphant cat music again. That starts up again. It's some pretty exciting music. This uh-huh. cat is a great soundtrack and theme song, I guess. Yeah. So the cat busts in, and there is literally, like I said earlier, a cat and troll battle taking place on yep. Drew Barrymore. Yep. As she sits there trying to catch her breath. Like, I guess this troll. Oh, yeah, she's like, kind of coughing it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You did take some. She can kind of. She ends up yelling for her parents, but you see that the troll has wedged the oh, door yeah. shut. So the parents can't get in. They're yelling. And screaming at the door, she's inside yelling, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it is an epic and ridiculous battle that this oh. cat and troll wage against one another. They go at it, right? And the, don't don't forget now, the troll has a weapon, right? Doesn't and the cat chases him all around onto the record player. Oh, where he he, turns, he right? jumps. The the troll climbs up a pile of books. At one point. Onto a balloon, right? Does he float onto a balloon? And it is a weird bit of comic relief where, like, this music, like this (laughs) music plays as the troll is on these balloons and appears to be getting away. And then he starts to sink lower. (laughs) And the troll looks at the camera like, (laughs) it is so silly. Uh-huh. But you're right. The general chases him onto a record player. That plays that uh, I'll be watching you song. Yeah. I love that this girl's parents bought her a record. <laughs> <laughs> and they play the song. I'll be while she sleeps. I'll be watching. 
I didn't put that Merry together. Merry Christmas, honey. Here's a cover version <laughs> of a police song on this record. <laughs> so the cat is smart. Oh, and if you ever want to quit smoking, we know of a great place. <laughs> so the cat is smart enough to increase the speed of oh, yeah. this record to the no point joke. where hilariously the goblin flies off Bling. into the fan as now it sounds like the chipmunks are singing I'll be watching you which is yeah, really yeah, funny yeah. <laughs> so he flies into the fan and like goblin goo flies everywhere uh-huh uh-huh goblin guts all and it's over. just in time because our parents bust yep. it and now they of course at first they are right away like what is the, this cat is causing all this commotion because they're not going to believe but then they look by the fan as drew barrymore is like exclaiming no no it's it's happened the, the cat was fighting a troll and they're like all right <laughs> maybe we need to take her to some child psychology like <laughs> sessions and and um they go over to the fan and they see the the troll guts. Yeah, and and they find like the hole in the wall, and they yeah. see troll guts. They see a troll arm. It's just an arm, totally intact, laying uh-huh. there. And her dad mm-hmm. picks up like the little dagger. Yeah, yeah, and I think he like puts it together. Like this is what killed yeah. yes. I guess um, there are trolls. So they're totally I like real. <laughs> They're real. I like it. So now they also realize that if she spreads, if word gets out that there was a troll hiding in her wall that tried to kill her, um, the kids at school are going to think she's a little weird, right? So the parents blackmail Wait, her. Is it the kids at school that they're concerned about? Well, I think it's just in general. They don't want people to think that she's crazy. Well, with I don't troll think they the want wall. people. I think they don't want people to think that their entire family's crazy because at this point, the parents understand what has happened, right? Which right. is some sort of monster yeah, came through yeah. the wall, and this cat killed it. Yeah. But I love how they first, before they try and strike a deal with her, mm-hmm. they want to make sure she's safe. So her dad's like, "Is that the only one? Are you yeah, sure?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see more? any others? Yeah. Are there any? Did they have any friends? She's like, "I don't think so. I only saw the one." Yeah. And which makes me think, like. I thought when this troll showed up at this house, that was the first time it had been there. So why does she keep saying she saw it in her dreams? Just that one time? Like that night yeah, before? No, no. In her dreams as all those other Drew Barrymore's. As her dream as Drew Barrymore the mannequin. and Like that's what I wonder. Are like, you the talking whole about time... like, this is Drew Barrymore being reincarnated throughout the years as a little girl who has her breath sucked out by a troll? Yes, and that finally it's what? only the cat, General, that can protect her. Oh my That's God. why through the whole movie she's just trying to get General to protect her. Jamie, this is nothing I thought when I was watching this movie. Oh, well, this is And I, I am glad together. you came up with this because <laughs> I love it. It actually gives the mannequin some sort of purpose. Right? Like, I figured that's why. And the Shirley Temple Drew Barrymore. Wow. Okay. No. I kind of dig that. I mean, if, if you're going to get a connection, you know, she's the connection and the cat's the connection. And so, <laughs> well, there. so the general, the cat at the end has gets to feast on this giant fish, right? There's just like a big a fish. fish laid out. Yep. And the cat's, well, the cat's just like. a hero. 
This and cat is, is, is a hero. It finally gets its payoff, which is a giant fish. Giant, just fish for it to eat. Then it has a creepy makeout moment uh-huh, uh-huh. with Drew Barrymore, well, I think, right? I think that we as the audience, once it switches to a POV shot of something going up the steps, were we supposed to think it was another troll? Because I was, well, I think I was at pretty first, sure it yeah. was a cat. Like, yeah, I, I don't know if it was just supposed to make you feel a little like... Um, maybe tense, like, what could this be? Is this going to happen all over again, you know? Um, I was wondering, is this James Woods looking for a pack of smokes? <laughs> I wasn't sure. Um, <laughs> making that weird noise. Um, no, but she, the, the, it's the, it is the cat crawling up the stairs, and it, it jumps onto her chest. Um, kind of, again, you're like, is the cat, is he going to kill her? Is he going to kind of, you know, turn on her? And he just starts licking her in the face, and at the last part is her creepily looking at him and going, "Hi, hi, and- General." And like, and I don't want to say like what a letdown for this cat, but no. to sort of just retire to the life of a normal cat seems well, kind of this is the girl. This is the girl he's been looking for the whole movie. Again, if you think that this cat and this girl have this connection, well, then he is happy. He's finally getting to be with her and protect her from jester trolls. I just feel like this but cat has to go out. It has to solve more mysteries. I think the cat has more traveling to do. Yeah. It has to yeah. continue to fight crime mm-hmm. wherever mm-hmm. it exists. Continue it's a smart cat. Along I the agree. East Coast, go. There's something happening in Atlanta that this cat get, has to deal with, I'm get sure. Get to Florida. I'm sure that there's some pedophiles the cat could scratch his eyes out, right? That's right. I mean, I'm... <laughs> so, yeah. The, this this cat, I think, there should have been a cat's eyes, too. Cats have nine lives, and this cat definitely... You could do nine only movies. Three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but who knows? You know what? Cats don't live that long. This cat may have died like the year after this movie. And what are you gonna do? You gotta find another cat that can act this well? No. This is like a (laughs) one in a million shot. It really was. Really was good acting by an animal. Really good. I was very impressed by that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I was too. Now were you impressed by the movie overall? No, I wasn't. No. No. I I mean And you had seen it, right? I had had seen it. it. I didn't I knew the basic premise of all of these stories. Okay. Um, I think the one that I was least surprised by was the uh, one where the guy walks around the building because that's kind of all that story is. So everything about that, I was like, oh, I've seen this before. Um, I thought the Drew Barrymore story was super short. I didn't know all of these were split into like half hour segments. Mm. Um, I thought like the Drew Barrymore thing was like 15 minutes. So I kind of, I think I sort of enjoyed that one the most. Like, I kind of liked the parents, like how over top evil the mom was (laughs) and the dad and the mom. Like, I sort of enjoyed that story the most. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, this is a movie because it's an anthology. If people are interested, I'd say watch the first one. If, if you think that the James Woods one is okay, skip the second one that was nothing like, yeah that the, was very the second one was kind of confusing i feel it not even confusing it just like, well you thought it was all one movie i understand why you were confused why, by the second one and by the third one you're like oh wait they're three different okay got it um i think the james woods one was kind of interesting to me because of how extreme it was it reminded me of and i've talked about this on the show before that that um 
the Black Mirrors show. Yeah. Boy, you're really and on it, a Black Mirror kick. You're, you're well, I haven't watched this. it in a while, but 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 that that's what it kind of reminded me of because of the bizarre intensity of like the program that he had to go through. Um, but the movie itself, I, I I did you know didn't remind me of a of a Black Mirror's episode. Just that right. particular. I mean, it felt segment. it felt to me like they were all like lesser Twilight Zone episodes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you, if you mm-hmm. watch a Twilight Zone episode that isn't that good. Or like in the Quitter Sync one, like oh, this has a really good idea, but they right, don't, right. and it just kind of peters yeah. out at the end. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I wouldn't I recommend it. I think it all it. just yeah. Would, would you recommend it? No, no. <clears throat> I had never seen it before though, so I will say I I was, uh, you know, glad I had seen it. In a oh, sense. were you? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it was kind of an interesting other movie to add to kind of my, my 80s repertoire. I'm glad in that way that I'm like, oh, yeah, that movie, I saw it. Because, again, the, with these movies that we watch, there's so many of them that I realize I haven't, oh, yeah. just haven't seen. And some yeah. of them I regrettably, oh, yeah, now I saw that. But this I feel like, oh, yeah, I don't know why. I'm just kind of <laughs> glad to have added it. <laughs> Um, but I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> that makes sense. I felt like it was, it was fun to see James Woods. I enjoyed, uh-huh. and she was great in James it. James Woods and Drew Barrymore was fine. Like it was, yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, it was, it's very forgettable. Like this yeah. idea of horror anthology, like that was done in the eighties quite yeah. a bit, and and in the nineties, and it was never done that well. I don't know. It was like a lesser. Stephen King. I mean, I don't know. A lot of his movies are. Did terrible. you have? Is your recommendation a Stephen King? It is Mine not. Is. I felt oh, like okay. I could have done that, but I didn't. So why don't you start? Why don't you start? Well, I did, and uh, my recommendation is going to be loose because I remembered that Dolores Claiborne was a Stephen King movie, and I really enjoyed it. Unfortunately, I feel like I'm now inspired to watch it again because I don't know. Um, is that I where watch. Kathy Bates? Yeah, Kathy Bates. Yes, like yes. Her husband, Jennifer. like she, she yeah. killed her, shoved her husband down a hole or something. Yeah, yeah. It's really kind of a bizarre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Jason Lee is in it. I've never seen it. I think I read it. I don't know. I read a lot of Stephen King when I was. That's a newer one, but I read a lot when I was way too young to be reading. To be reading stuff like that. Like, <laughs> okay. But I remember, like, my mom had all the books. Okay. So I would just read them because they were just lying around the house. Okay. And I was like in fifth grade. and So these weren't really. They were highly inappropriate. There's all sorts of sex right. and stuff in those books. and but, Your young mind. But like, and I think I think my mom has said this to me before. She's like, but you were reading and aren't we supposed yeah, to Yeah, I guess we're supposed to encourage reading. I really enjoyed it. I was like, I am and you're... reading and. There are words I clearly did not understand. Right, right. Concepts that, that you didn't. Right. Yeah, yeah. I was learning and I was really into Absorbing reading. and you were motivated to read. Yeah. So there you go. Well, so if it's not a Stephen King, then what do you It's recommend? not. I'm going to recommend another horror anthology. And I was so hoping that this was an 80s movie. But when I thought of it, I looked and it's 1990. Oh, it's just cusp. Tales from the Dark Side. Oh, because and here's the reason why I recommended this. First of all, it's okay. great because the through line of this one is mm-hmm. that Debbie Harry, as a witch, has mm-hmm. Matthew Lawrence, Ooh. <laughs> little brother of my favorite Lawrence, <laughs> in a cage, and she's gonna. <laughs> 
and she's going to cook him and she's going to eat him. So to stall her, he tells her three scary oh, stories. this is a delight. And one of the scary stories ends with a cat jumping down the throat of Buster Poindexter. Oh, Okay. And I swore that that was in Cat's Eye. Like, I was like, when are we getting to the that's story right. with Buster Poindexter? You were, you were mixing. You I were was all so bummed out that we didn't get to that. But no, oh. Tales from the Dark Side. I don't remember what the other stories are. It it could very well be a terrible movie. Um, but I, I remember mean, the opening with Debbie Harry and Matthew Lawrence. And I remember the story where a cat. For a second, I thought you said Martin Lawrence. And then when you said favorite brothers, I was like, wait, what is this movie with Martin Lawrence? Nope. No, the only time Matthew, I'll talk about Joey Martin Lawrence. Lawrence is when I say that he should have been the lead in Do the Right Thing. <laughs> oh. Spike Lee, not an actor. Martin Lawrence, Martin the Lawrence. best actor. <laughs> All right. So that is it for uh, Stephen King's Cat's Eye from 1985. Yep. Um. In two weeks, Jamie, mm-hmm. two weeks, we are going mm-hmm. to celebrate the invention of the Barbie doll because it is the oh. anniversary. I don't know of how many Barbie? years. I didn't do that math. Details aren't necessary. Nope, yeah. nope. But mm-hmm. two weeks from today, the mm-hmm. Barbie doll was invented. So we had a couple movies that we could have okay. chosen. Yeah. Yeah, we did. But we decided to go with one about a mannequin. 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 This is a pretty popular 80s. I feel like a lot of people, this is like our Top Gun-ish. Uh, not, Jamie, maybe can not I tell that you macho. something then? Please, please. I've never seen Mannequin. No. I have never seen Mannequin in my life. Ever in your life? Never. First of all. Wow. Um, Aren't you in for a treat? I don't know how it escaped me when I was younger. Mm-mm. And even when I was older. I cannot stand what's her name? What's her name? Kim Cattrall? Yes. I don't yes. like her. She bothers me. I don't like her. You don't like her? I, so you wouldn't want to see her I, as a mannequin? Nope. I never watched it. I think as I got older, because of her. And we get to revisit another Andrew McCarthy. Andrew McCarthy. Oh, Big fan this of his. We didn't know. I, we cannot. The only we thing can't I escape can hope. Him. Is that we go through his entire filmography as soon as possible. Throughout, I hope so. so. we do not. Is this. But this is like straight up comedy. So maybe. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't do it for us in Less Than Zero. He no. He didn't do it for us in St. Elmo's Fire. It didn't quite get there for me then. No. Maybe here's where he'll shine. I like Weekend at Bernie's. So Yeah, but we didn't cover that yet. If he's bringing his Weekend at Bernie's game to Mannequin. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I'll have a good time. Well, we shall see what we think of Mannequin in two weeks when we watch it and discuss it. All right. Right? Yeah, that's right. That's what we do here. That's how we do this. All right. Oh, so everybody, please remember, leave us a rating and review on Mm. iTunes. If we get to a magic number, which is 50, we will release a bonus episode. Bonus. Who knows what it'll be? I can't wait. We haven't even decided. Mm. No. That's not no. even a lie. We don't even know what we're doing. We're sending a cat on a journey to find out. That's He's right. mid journey right now. He'll return. It called us from North Carolina. <laughs> it said it's almost there. We don't know how to interpret that. 
Yeah. But it's almost to, I guess, the place where it's going to get the movie and bring it back to us. And bring it back to us, I guess. Yeah. I'm excited to Did see. it have to go to North Carolina to find a video store? <laughs> I think that's what it was, yes. It's in, it's in Raleigh somewhere. I think there's like four blockbusters left in the country, so <laughs> it's headed to one of those to find a movie for us. Thanks, General. General will come back and it'll be like, look, little darlings will be like, you stupid cat. <laughs> you jerk, yes. You'll put it in a box and take it down. <laughs> to the furnace building, to the furnace shop. Yep, the furnace. <laughs> we sell all sorts of furnaces. <laughs> all right. Well, then, everybody, we will see you in two weeks when we're talking about mannequins. Yeah. And I think motorcycles are in this. Yeah. It's going to be a fun time. You see malls, lots of malls. There's of malls, malls in this? Oh, wait. Malls? She's a mannequin. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> that checks out. Malls, yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody, we will talk to you then. Pills are highly illegal, so I want you to use them sparingly.